0: back to the Man Under Construction podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate you guys for taking the time to, to listen to the podcast. I hope you walk away with something today and that's what I intend to do with every podcast and not just talk about different topics but be able to give you something that you can walk away with and apply it into your life and as you go on this journey to noble manhood. I want to thank God for giving me the chance and opportunity to be here and speak to you guys and the strength to keep going and the ability to be able to share different aspects of my life. It's not something that's very easy, but I thank God for giving me the strength and confidence to be able to do that. And I hope that it reaches you guys and you guys can relate to it. So I thank God for that. Also, I want to thank my wife who continues to support me through 2021, this new year. And of course she would support me. She benefits greatly from from me going under construction. And, And I'm sure it's not just for those reasons. She loves me and She she's uh, my helpmate and she supports everything that I do here on man under construction If I can ask a a favor from you uh, of you guys uh, If you on apple Podcasts, if you can give the podcast a five-star rating or leave a comment It does help with the algorithm and the way it this it comes out on the ratings I really want to reach as many men as I can out there this year. I'm going to be more thoughtful with the kind of content I put out and we got I got great stuff coming out for the for the podcast that you guys will be able to to engage in and listen in and take stuff away from it and apply it to your to your walk towards noble to being that noble savage as as we like to call it. Also if you'd like to support us through our Patreon account the link is in the bio there's different tiers it starts off at a dollar a month so I would greatly appreciate that and all the funds go to everything directed Anything having to do with Man Under Construction, from the video aspect, the software used uh, to record, everything goes to that, and I would greatly appreciate that. So, I'll, uh, like I said, I'll put the link in the bio. So, today's episode, uh, I have a guest by the name of Elliot Holse. You guys are familiar with, a lot of you guys who follow Man Under Construction are familiar with that. And uh, he started off as a strength coach and then kind of, it kind of morphed into trying to help young kids out through life, kind of life coaching. And he explains that journey, that process, that transition to help guys out. And we talk about different topics, uh, the, the different archetypes, and I won't give too much away. I'll go ahead and let uh, the conversation begin. So here is uh, Elliot Hulse, who joins us via Zoom, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Man Under Construction podcast, and I got a very, very unique and special individual joining us today, and he goes by the name of Elliot Holz, and a a lot of you guys know who he is. He is the myth, the legend, and the man himself. He joins me here. Elliot, man, thank you so much for taking the time to to sit here and and talk to us.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So um, before the podcast, I I realized that you're a man straight to the point, so we will get straight to the point. Um I, I one question that I did want to ask I've been following you for a while and and you focus a lot of fitness you've you've done a lot of uh competitions and stuff like that but what was your your transition from just uh giving fitness advice and and putting stuff out there to to help men physically when did it transition to help helping men uh, on a deeper level
1: Well on YouTube it happened when I started getting questions from young men that went above and beyond the the fitness advice. Um, That's where most people know me as a you know as a I give advice life advice to young men but I'm a strength coach. Yes. So uh, whenever you're training young men or when I was training young men in the gym they would stick around after the workouts and they would ask questions about their parents, about school, about girlfriends, about careers. They would ask all kinds of other questions, I guess, because I earned their trust by getting them great results with the barbell. And so um, I had been doing that for a while. You know, I loved doing that. I loved hanging out after the workouts with the young men and they would ask me all kinds of questions and we would get into deep conversations. Sometimes, you know, we would spend more time talking about life than the actual workouts. My gym was kind of like a it was just a, a place where we would get together and share wisdom. Uh, on YouTube, I started out teaching uh, strongman, powerlifting, bodybuilding, lifting. Uh, but then the same kind of questions started coming. You know, the young yeah. men would ask me about their girlfriend and about their parents and about school and about career. So because I had been doing it for so long, I just decided to create a second channel and uh, and add it to. What I was already doing in terms of uh, training.
0: Yeah, and is this something that that you were already familiar with? Like, it, it, obviously, a lot of the stuff that we learn is by personal experience, but a lot of the stuff was it uh, stuff that you had gone through and learned along the way, uh, stuff that you read, because um, obviously you do share a lot of quite a bit of stuff, and I, I see your posts and you're always reading different things, and uh, a lot of the stuff that that you share is this. From, from just reading and acquiring knowledge, or a lot of it is from personal experience? A
1: little bit of both.
0: A little bit of both?
1: Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, a lot of the questions that young men have are the same questions that I had. Yeah. A lot of the same concerns that they have today. I had, you know, 20 years ago, So I thought about those things. I looked for answers on those things. I had experiences around those things. So I I don't wanna say I was qualified, but they were very uh, open to hearing what I had to say in terms of those things. Every answer that I give uh, comes from a place of my first asking that question myself.
0: Yeah. Man, and... Uh (laughs) A lot of the stuff that i, I mean—I read your posts and the stuff you share, but man, the, the the onslaught of of comments is just like, oh my gosh! I go through some of them, and I'm like, man, these guys, where are these guys at? And uh, I'm pretty sure you're you're uh, familiar with it. Uh, my my page is, is slowly coming along, and once in a while, I get those kind of comments. And I guess uh, from one guy that's that's kind of in that same sphere. How how do you? Uh, uh, when you get this kind of uh, stuff or, or uh, feedback, whether positive or negative, how, how do you uh, how do you look at it, or how do you think about it, or you just don't pay attention to it? Like guys are going to be jerks regardless or not.
1: Well, one of my first mentors in business, Dan Kennedy, would say that if you're not getting hate, if you're not getting people, uh, upset, if you're not pissing people off by noon every day, <laughs> you're not saying enough. You're not, because that means you're for everyone and you're going to blend right in. But when you can trigger people, you're saying something. And so it's a good sign when people uh, fight back or they give, uh, you know, mean comments and things of yeah, that nature. Yeah. That, may, that means that, like, well, you're actually doing or saying something that garners that kind of uh, emotion from someone, you know, mm-hmm. um, to, it's better to be divisive than to be neutral, to be lukewarm, to be gray, to be on the fence. Uh, and you'll find that to the degree that people reject you in the same way, in the opposite direction, people will, they will love you. So it's funny that although there are people that hate me more and more sometimes for you know, their own reason, right. uh, I get the exact other end of the spectrum with people who are like, wow, I can't believe you said that. I love you even more. Yeah, You see, exactly. so it's, it's about taking a hard stance and not trying to be for everyone. Um, recently, I have been subscribing to the idea that it's okay to let people be wrong too. Yeah. um I used to feel like, oh, well, I, well, they're wrong about me, or they don't understand. Um, but lately, I've just been okay with people not understanding, and letting them not understand, and people being wrong. Like people will just say flat out wrong things, yeah. and I just let that be. Now I'm like, it's okay. It's okay that they're wrong. Does that matter?
0: Is that something that you struggled with for for a while?
1: I think everybody wants to defend themselves right if someone says something wrong about you or they misunderstand you at least i know i am so i don't want to draw everybody into it but that was me i want to wait correct it wait wait a second you're wrong that's not what happened um but i I just i don't need to do that anymore
0: yeah and i I struggled with that for for a little while where i had to explain myself uh but as i guess as, as you start to uh, put more content out there and your uh, wisdom or your understanding evolves, uh, just like you said, you, you find yourself in a place that, you know what, it's okay, people are gonna be wrong no matter what, or people are gonna say things no matter how you try to word it or how you try to say it. I mean, I think it was Jordan Peterson that said that it's impossible to talk to 10,000 people and not offend someone
1: right
0: i mean someone's always going to be offended so i I saw a recent post i wanted to ask you about this and i i I see it in your content and i i know that you're a guy that that ascribes to the four archetypes of of the man the and i saw a picture you shared it a couple days ago of the king the warrior the magician and the lover is that something that uh that idea of a man, is that something that that you really believe in?
1: It makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense that we're not just one dimensional, that there are many different aspects that make up a balanced man. And so when I first came across this content, this idea, it was in a book by Robert Moore that a friend of mine suggested I read and uh, it resonated with me right away.
0: Yeah. And uh, same thing. I, yeah, I've, I've come across it and I read it too. And it, it does make a, a whole lot of sense. And it, I think it's pretty naive to accept the fact that we're one dimensional, that we're all warrior all the time, 24 seven, and we never take off the hat. And I do see that in, in, in your content that it's, uh, yeah, you, you do um, harness or, or you, how should I say it? You do push a certain aspect which is the warrior but I think only because that is missing in our culture today as men like men don't want to fight anymore men are just they've been right. beaten down but there's also you I also noticed that some of your content is tailored to two other things you also talk about faith and you talk about you know family and you so you I, I do notice that you try to balance it all out, all out, and that's usually when you start to get the when you start to get the hate when you veer off the warrior and you talk about the other archetypes that make men a little uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, I, I try to do that with my content as well. I'm not as uh, out there as you are. You know, I'm not in your face, and uh, and some men need that. Some men need guys to be up in their face and telling them stuff. But I do the the content that I share. I do come from a place that you know. We are a warrior. We're, we're also kings. Uh, we got to be lovers because you can't approach your wife as a warrior uh, or you can't approach your chir- children as I mean, you can teach them about being a warrior, but you can't approach your child as a warrior. You, you got to have that, that instinct of a lover that's compassionate and, and shows kindness and love so there, it's all got to be balanced out. And I try to push that on, on my uh, on my content as well. So I think it's very important that, that men understand that. But a lot of men come from jaded places. And whether it be from wounds handed down from a father or a mother, and then they overcompensate to try not to let those wounds uh, happen again in their life. And then they're, they're dictators instead of a king. And it's, it's, uh, it actually goes pretty in-depth as, as far as our life walk earlier in life how it dictates the choices that we make later on decisions or our worldview. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely appreciate the, the fact that you try to touch on uh, the different aspects of a man. So uh, yeah, thank you for that. And I, I appreciate that. And so what well, I wanted to ask you, what are you always on your content, you come out and say, you know, DM, DM me King. So what does one expect? when they DM you, King?
1: Well, that is an invitation to join my coaching program. To have a coaching program where I teach men how to be kings in their lives in this same balanced way. Fitness, business with women, relationships, family. Uh, Ultimately, my secret goal is to make fathers great again. I think we need... uh, by bringing up men, young men to uh, atone with their fathers, atone with the father, and to respect the family again, because Satan's biggest battle has been against the family in this degenerate age. And so making young men, uh, helping young men uh, see their value, see their worth, and to bring back traditional conservative values. a that's a big part of it. Yeah. So uh, when you DM me the word King, you get an opportunity to Uh, be a part of that. We do weekly four hours a week. I'm doing live lessons, sessions, Q and A's. I I put a lot of my effort. I don't make as many YouTube videos and I'm not out in social media as much as I used to be because I'm spending most of my time working with these men. And this is my mission. Yeah. And that's,
0: that's an important mission. And that's something that I've, I've tried to carry myself as well. And uh, having people that have uh, gone a little further than I have, it's, it's good to have, you know, good, solid men. Uh, maybe I might may not know you personally, but through the content that you get, uh, you know, men like yourself and others, share definitely helps pave a way for, for the next generation. So yeah. I greatly appreciate that. And and it's funny that you, you mentioned conservative values. And if I may um, share a little something I read, I don't know if you've read this book, but it's called The Naked Communist. And it was written in 1950. And it talks about how... Um, Communism, one of communism's goals, or one of uh, Marxism's goals, is to destroy the family. Oh yeah, because once you disrupt a man in a family, essentially, the protection of the family is is compromised. The family is vulnerable, and that's when uh, we'll call it society or government can step in and start to shape the young, the children in that family. Right. They instill their values and their uh, perspectives and their ideals yeah. into those children. And that's why the father is so important. I, I thought about that when you mentioned that you're trying to restore good fathers yeah. again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fatherlessness is the biggest problem in our society right now. Everything yeah, 100%. From the destruction of the family.
0: Uh, yeah, I I agree with you 100%. That, that is something that that a lot of... I, I personally come from a broken home and I see the importance and the value that a father holds in a family. Like I've had to, uh, this is, uh, this journey, why I started this page is because I saw the faults or, or the vulnerabilities and the weaknesses that were handed out to me because of that lack of a father figure. And it's, it's uh, me trying uh, this, this page and this journey that I'm on is me trying to reclaim all those lessons that I lost along the way through reading and talking to different people and it it has resonated with a lot of guys because like you said the biggest uh and i don't even i mean this uh, virus isn't i i think fatherlessness is the biggest virus to mankind right now Mm -hmm. like it's it's destroying all our men Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to reclaim that and i'm trying to show that through the content that i share it's it it's good to hear uh you know, men like yourself acknowledge and realize that that is the biggest thing. We we need more people like that to talk about these kind of issues because we we gloss over it and we think like, you know, growing up in a single parent home is normal. I mean, it's become right. uh, repetitive and it seems normal, but there's nothing normal about a a man that has no backbone. There's nothing normal about a man that can't stand up for himself or protect his family. That's where I found myself two years ago. Yep. And uh, through the reading and doing a lot of self work, uh, looking inside myself, I start to, I've started to reclaim the you know, different archetypes within myself, the warrior, the king, the lover, the magician. And uh, you, you're doing amazing work, my man.
1: Yeah, and so you're also uh, digging deep and to be looking into communism, you recognize that communism, which is the mother of feminism, is yeah. the is the is the machine and the chopping block that is destroying the family
0: yeah 100 that that is like one of the goals I, I when i said it it's one of the top goals it, i mean it's mm-hmm. aside from infiltrating the number
1: and, one goal for feminism i mean that's the entire point of feminism
0: yeah, you know, yeah that's yeah the goal achievement
1: impressive husbands <laughs> but and feminism not-
0: is a branch of uh, Marxist ideology. Yes. So uh, yeah, it, and it's crazy that a lot of people don't put these together. And and I'm not trying to talk about politics on this specific post, but when people uh, support individuals that endorse certain ideologies, I'm like, hey, you know what? That's a two. That's that's a trap, man. Like, yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, women this or men this, but that's a trap because if you look back in history like if you find the source of where that stuff is coming from you'll realize that what they're trying to do is destroy everything that you know everything that's beautiful in life family manhood <laughs> so so uh before we veer it off into <laughs> into marxism and communism uh what what is some of what are some of the the common themes that you find when, when you come across these young men what are uh just similarities between all these men, like in my case, a lot of guys that reach out to me, they come from a single parent home, that's very common. Uh, Any other any other um, highlights that that uh, a lot of these men share?
1: Well, a lack of direction in life, and a lack of sense of self, why am I here? What am I doing? This This society does not offer us any valuable purpose beyond chasing women and chasing money. I mean, that's about it. You wanna be a man, make money and have sex. And (laughs) we're we're realizing just how empty that is, no matter how much Hollywood and pop culture tries to sell that, it's a false coin and it never satisfies. And so some men figure out very early on that those things are false coin uh, or some chase And then discover later on, it's a false coin. And then we're left with nothing because what else is there in a world that hates God? In order to destroy the West, you got to destroy not just the father in the home, but God the father. So we have atheism, which is another branch of communism. And when we have atheism, we have no hope. We have no meaning. When there's no religion, there's no sense of eternity. There's just this flesh and bone hair that we call our bodies. And once this is dead, it's done and we turn to dust. Uh, with With a view of eternity, with a consideration for the continuation of our soul, we then very easily come into contact with what the purpose and point of this life is. And it has nothing to do with accumulating. has nothing to do with sensual gratification. And has everything to do with the salvation of our souls. Our ancestors had purpose because they lived their lives to save their souls. They lived their lives in recognition that it's just a drop in the bucket. They lived their lives with death constantly knocking at their door. They would kill their own animals. They would, when someone would die in their family, they would bury them in the backyard. Death was always present in this world, this YOLO world. Uh, We don't consider death. We don't consider judgment. We don't consider the afterlife. There is no heaven and there is no hell. So there's no reason to to, uh, modify one's life, one's uh, desires and live according to divine virtue.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly right. I completely, I completely agree with that. And what's amazing is that a lot of these guys are going through those cycles. They are going through the money and the sex and the women, and at the end of the day, they are coming up empty. Empty. And I think uh, I sincerely think that there is a—I a, don't know how to say—a rebirth, a resurgence, an awakening, so to speak, that men are starting to realize like there's got to be more than just what people have been telling me or uh, wealth or, or just women. And all that is subjective. All that is just a matter of wealth. is a matter of perspective. You can be the poorest guy and the happiest dude on earth because right. you got, you got the right perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of that is just shifting different perspectives, but it, it's um, yeah, I definitely believe that there's a, Uh, uprising resurgence so to speak of of men finally waking up like man this isn't the way it's supposed to be uh the the feminist movement or, or women have tried to quench the fire of the warrior for far too long and a lot of men are starting to fight back but the but now the question is they need to fight back in the right perspective, not just lash out and create more damage than was given you. You, you know what I'm saying?
1: hmm. Yeah, it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual war. And they keep us hypnotized through to the material world through materialism. And so that we think that the war is actually here in front of us in our taste and touch and mm-hmm. smell and, uh, you know, in, in the body. But when you recognize that these are ideological Subversions, right, uh, psychological attacks. These are bad thoughts (laughs) that are coming to us in the music, in the media, in the schools. Uh, They're destroying our brains. And that is the stronghold for all spiritual oppression is the thought world. And we got some bad thoughts, we got some wrong thinking, and uh, we're becoming intellectually perverted. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well perverted and a lack of in into uh intellectuality i think it's a little bit of both there's a lack of uh of there's a guy
1: knowledge. on youtube who likes to say it's not that your liberal friends don't know anything it's that they know so much that isn't so so they're hyper intellectual really think that was really smart. <laughs> is that
0: it yeah, Reagan. Uh, I'm not sure if he coined that phrase, but it was Reagan yeah. who said it in one of his speeches. And this is you're talking. If we go back, this was in like it's 1970. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. Uh, he was. He wasn't president yet, but he was speaking to a group of individuals. So this mm-hmm. is nothing new. What mm-hmm. you're saying is nothing new. You you go back to the 50s. Uh, you go back to uh, what's his name, Morton Morton Mort- Mort- Friedman. He was uh, he was an uh, economist, and he was economist. saying. Yeah, economists. and he was saying, "Who are these angels that are come down and save you?" Like, because there were they were pointing to individuals, like, "Oh, you know, government's going to help you." It's like, "Well, who are these angels?" Mm-hmm. So this isn't new. Yeah. This has been. They're really real.
1: smart. They're super smart. They're really, 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 really smart.
0: All right, I'm, I'm sorry, my man. You you cut out here for for a few seconds. I, I didn't get what you said.
1: I was just saying that they're really smart. They're really smart about the wrong things.
0: Exactly, exactly. So um, I guess maybe uh, to get behind the, the veneer of toughness that you put on on Instagram, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, man. Um, so what's a typical day for for the the Savage Elliot Hulse? Uh What's What's a typical day for you?
1: I'm usually up before five a.m. And so I get up and I've been training at five. So, um, I pray the rosary first thing, and then I get under the barbell. And so I pray, I lift, and then I go to mass all before 8. AM. Uh, once I get home, at 8 AM, I usually take my dog for a walk. Uh, after my, I take my dog for a walk, (laughs) I come home and I make breakfast. After breakfast, I either crack open the computer and get started on work, or I start making videos yeah, and creating content for my uh, for my subscribers. So um, most of the work that I'm doing during the day is uh, on the computer or behind the camera. And then in the evening time, I usually read. That's when I do most of my reading.
0: Yeah. And uh, do you, I know this question's burning in everybody's minds. Do you uh,
1: do you take the pictures of yourself, or
0: you have someone take them for you? <laughs> I'm just playing with you, bro. The
1: pictures that I have um, <laughs> were taken by most of them because I don't take very many pictures. It, yeah. it may seem like I'm—I uh, really actually hate social media. <laughs> to Tell you the truth, <laughs> I do it because I have business partners and yeah. I have an agreement, and I got to keep working. So they come over every once in a while with a camera and they're like, all right, let's take some pictures. We'll spend about an hour taking pictures. Uh, Okay. Last time we did that was probably in the spring. So it's been a while. I rotate or reuse a lot of those pictures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So,
0: uh, and before we, we, uh, we let you go. um, Oh yeah. I've seen it. Maybe you want to talk about it. Maybe promote it a little bit. Uh, I know that you've, started a program it's called rational fasting would you you mind telling us what all that's about
1: oh so uh about two years ago i was compelled by the lord to stop eating i needed (laughs) i needed a purge i needed to he said that you can't hear me if you're constantly stuffed and so um i started fasting and like everything that i do i'm an extremist (laughs) So I didn't just fast, I turned it into a big prideful thing where now I stopped eating for 10 days straight and I, yeah, I yeah. dived super deep into the science of it. And uh, I made a big deal out of it. And I lost like 50, almost 60 pounds. I lost like 60 pounds, I turned into like a skeleton. Now I gained it all back, so I'm all thick right now. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what you're referring to is an ebook that I created and a video course that I created that documents all of my findings, all of my resources and a way that people can integrate fasting into their lifestyles. And there are many different reasons why one would want to integrate fasting into their lifestyles, everything from physiological to psychological, to spiritual mm-hmm. and uh, fasting is a math is a powerful medicine. Yeah. There's fasting a- right now. In fact, <laughs> you're still on your, on your fast i'm fasting today that's why my energy is a little bit low uh, yeah, so okay all right twice all a week right. every wednesday and friday i fast until sundown
0: yeah there's a big uh, spiritual component to it a, a very big spiritual component that uh aside from the health benefits that i uh i know of and, and the different like you said psychological there's a big uh, spirit it's biblical you know there's a big uh, spiritual component to it as well and as a person mm-hmm. of faith myself yeah i totally i totally see how uh, integrating this would be uh, helpful for the masculine soul or feminine soul, mm-hmm. for the ladies out there. So, yeah, uh, my man, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to sit here and just share your heart. Uh, I know I I didn't conduct this in a typical fashion that uh, you get people uh, when you when you come out on their podcast, but I, I did want to create like just you know two guys having a conversation about different things, and I hope I was able to create that. And uh, if there's anything that you want to share where people can find you, uh, where, where people can uh, or DM you King, uh, as you like to say, um, of course, I'll put everything in the show notes. But uh, any, any last words, anything you'd like to add or share where people can, can connect with you?
1: Uh, well, yeah, of course, they can find me on Instagram. And if I say DM me the word King, DM me, and you'll find out. <laughs> being a king and your life is all about and uh, i just want to say i appreciate you doing the work that you're doing men need to be under construction because we've been deconstructed over the past generations past two three generations so keep up the great work man hey man thanks i appreciate you and hopefully we'll talk soon all right michael be well, be well.